the Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. Just remember that the show is made possible through listeners and viewers like you. Just go to thepaulleslie.com and click on Support the Show. Thank you to all of you who have contributed. Now let's get into the interview. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Heidi Hyatt is with us. It's a great honor. She keeps the legacy of her husband, the late, great Walter Hyatt, going through King Tears Music. She manages the catalog of Walter Hyatt and his influential Uncle Walt's band. Uncle Walt's band included the eponymous Walter Hyatt, Champ Hood, and David Ball. They made some truly exceptional recordings and influenced some renowned artists, including Marsha Ball, Lucinda Williams, and you may remember some of our past guests, such as Lyle Lovett, Willis Ellen Ramsey, and Jimmy Del Gilmore, expressing their appreciation for Uncle Walt's band. Walter Hyatt sadly passed away in 1996, and the following year, Austin City Limits broadcast a tribute featuring Lyle Lovett, Willis Allen Ramsey, David Ball, Champ Hood, Marsha Ball, Jimmy Dale Gilmore, Junior Brown, David Halley, Allison Moore, and Sean Colvin. Well, now on Omnivore Recordings, October 1st, 2021, the 11 songs from that ACL broadcast will be released as CD and digital, plus some songs that didn't get aired, and some previously unreleased Walter Hyatt recordings. The title is Mighty Fine, an Austin City Limit Tribute to Walter Hyatt. So thank you again, Heidi Hyatt, for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I think I'd like to find a little bit about your background. Where are you from originally? Uh, Houston, Texas. Well, my family is Houston, Austin. So uh, my folks met at the University of Texas at Austin. They were both artists in the... uh, the art department there. And uh, my father was in advertising in Houston, I mean, in Austin, uh, up until their third child. And then they moved to Houston where his family lived. And uh, my grandparents lived right outside of Austin. So I've always had a strong Austin connection. And I moved to Austin in uh, 78 after college. Uh, My oldest brother, and my and then, then the next brother, well, all of us ended up living there. All of my family ended up living there later and a family of artists. And my oldest brother was a um, graphic artist and he did all the original ZZ Top album covers and all their kind of marketing advertising for that little old band from Texas. So that's another very Texas connection. Interesting. Well, one thing is for sure, the music of Texas has made such a huge impact on American music as a whole. No uh, yeah, doubt. definitely. Well, I think what ZZ Top did right there, kind of, you know, and Willie, let's say, and, and Waylon, you know, but a lot of that just broke it up and where everybody wanted to know what, what's going on down there. Definitely the whole thing in the 70s, the making Austin weird, the whole hippie movement was, yeah, important, I think, for Americana music even. Oh, definitely. Well, a lot of the people who are watching this are, are they're probably looking at that guitar that's it's in oh, yeah. shot. Tell yeah. us about that. Okay, so that is Walter's arch top made by Bill Collings, who 
now Colleen's Guitar is a really well-known guitar company, but this is one of Bill's, it's his second arch top he ever made. We met him in 79, and Walter had several guitars made by him. This being one of the first, he had a uh, dreadnought made by Bill, and then at some point, Bill decided he was going to go into production, and he made four guitars at once and uh, made a, a parlor-sized guitar, which we also have. Walter bought one of his first production guitars, but this one's just really special. Walter played it all the time, beautiful jazz guitar. It looks it looks like a, just a beautiful instrument. It is, yeah. Yeah, everybody likes that one. <laughs> Can you tell us about the first time you met Walter Hyatt? Oh boy. Okay. I, well, let me get into my, my whole history. I was married to a guitar maker. Uh, that's how I met Bill Collings on my honeymoon. I was married to Tom Ellis, who is a fabulous mandolin maker now. And we went out and heard Uncle Walt's band down at the Waterloo Ice House in, uh, on Congress Avenue in Austin. And they were great. It was a great band. And as it turns out, the marriage, was sort of short-lived. We were, you know, it's like your college boyfriend. You're not sure what you're going to do next. And we got married and I learned to be a luthier in part. You know, I learned making instruments and being an artist and working with my hands. And that was really cool, but I, I couldn't handle the sawdust. <laughs> I really just found having sawdust on all the time. I was like, I think I'm doing something else with my life. So I moved back into town and I started working at the Waterloo Ice House as a, a day job. And that's where I would run into Walter. His band had a um, had built a studio upstairs that they rehearsed in. And I would go upstairs to pick up supplies and we would just pass each other. And we got to talking. And, of course, I knew he was very talented. I admired that. And, uh, yeah, we just liked each other and sort of worked out. Do you think that people are aware of aware to the extent that they should the incredible music that uncle Walt's band recorded and performed. Well, no, uh, no, of course not. And we're doing what we can now to try to get it out posthumously, but not in David's case, but yeah, just, they were such a unique band. It was such a different thing in Austin and they were really highly admired by all the other bands and musicians, but they were very eclectic. There wasn't an Americana music outlet for people to purchase it or for record labels to even want it. You know, they would try to decide what Uncle Walt's band was based on like pick one of the three singers or one of the kinds of music that you play, but they played all kinds of music and all three of them sang and they did these beautiful harmonies and there just wasn't a, a commercial place for it. So yeah, the music didn't get out there in its time that far, but I think people, you know, now still appreciate it. And certainly musicians recognize the craftsmanship of those guys, you know, the talent there. So we're like I said, we're doing what we can now to make sure that people know about this music. Music goes on just kind of like art, you know, you create the piece and the beauty of it is it can go on further than your lifetime. Hmm. Well, speaking of those musicians, there's been quite a number of people who've come on this show and expressed their 
love of Uncle Walt's band. Who would you say is the biggest proponent, the biggest disciple out there, other than yourself, for for Uncle <laughs> well, Walt's band? Well, for people who play music, oh, that that's almost not fair. That's kind of like when they say <laughs> to an actor, "Who was your favorite co-stars?" But I, I mean, I'm going to tell you right off. Lyle Lovett has been fantastic about playing Walter's music, playing Uncle Walt's band music. He had Walter on tour with him. He uh, produced. Walter's first solo record. So he's always done everything he can. He's um, so great about showing his love for Walter. And then he, he plays the music as the uh, walk-in music on his show when he does his performances. So he's still doing everything to keep it going. And uh, Champ's son, who plays around Austin, Warren Hood, has definitely gone on to carry the torch and so many people in Austin know the music still, you know, of all generations because of that, because of these young artists there that love the music and want to play it. I mean, it's, it's amazing that they're still doing that. You know, there's still every weekend you can go out and hear Uncle Walt's band music somewhere. Hmm. Well, one thing I could say about Lyle Lovett is he's a, a fascinating person and I would probably struggle to define Lyle Lovett. <laughs> and since you've known him for quite some time, how would you define this eclectic gentleman, Lyle Lovett? Well, I mean, I think underneath it all, he's a real softy and a sweetheart. He, you know, he just cares so much. He's a busy guy. He's done amazing things with his career. The fact that he's been able to continue playing all these years and does his live show and, one thing I think about Lyle is kind of like your dentist, someone that goes into work and does that job every day. And, and that is them. And that's what they do. And they give that to people. I think it's just amazing that he hasn't decided he's had enough or, you know, going to do something else or what he just keeps, he's consistent. And I think that people need that. It's like a favorite restaurant you get to go to. He's, he's solid, you know, and and he loves doing that. I mean, he he's not a um, flighty guy at all. Well, the great thing is people are going to be able to get the CD or download this music mm-hmm. October 1st. And again, the title is Mighty Fine, an Austin City Limit Tribute to Walter Hyatt. Yeah. What can you tell people about that particular taping? The when when it happened back in what was that 1997 uh-huh well okay so after walter died there was just or there were a lot of people who were sure they had to do something pull something together and we uh old friend of walter's who was a booking agent bobby cud um helped put together show live shows and then this recording as well so they had all these artists friends come and perform at the the old Ryman Auditorium in Nashville just two months after. And that was a fabulous show. I think it was quite possibly near one of the last shows that Towns Van Zandt ever did. We had well, we had Hal Ketchum, I'm gonna look at my list, Shelby Lynn, Allison Moore, <coughs> Jeff Hanna, Marshall Chapman, Dave Olney, everyone came in David Ball, Champ Hood, 
Tommy Goldsmith, all of his old bandmates, Steve Runkle, but just all of these people came in and either it was a song that they had always done or I offered up some choices and everybody's song was just perfect for them and they they all sang his music. So then another show like that was created down at the Paramount in Austin where we had a sleep at the wheel and who all do we have? Ted Roddy, Tish Hinojosa, uh, Megan O'Byrne. We had like eight, I don't know, 18. It was amazing how many folks, Jimmy, Jimmy Gilmore there um, with David and champ and everybody came in there, did their interpretation. And it was such an amazing thing because Walter wrote such a variety. And then you find all these artists who are nothing alike and when they played, it certainly didn't sound like a night of one guy's music. You know, it sounded like everybody doing their own performance. And it, the way the production was done, I think the band stayed and everybody just came out. So it was just one after another. And which is, I guess, how the Austin City Limits kind of comes across, right? Just everybody getting up there and singing a song. So then we, um, Terry Lacona, who we're old friends with. Terry from Austin too. He, he wanted to be a part of that. And he worked with Bobby on getting these artists. So then we have on, on that one, which is the record, of course, we have Marsha Ball, whom Walter had known since the early, early Uncle Walt's band days. Uh, we have Willis Allen Ramsey, who is the guy who brought Uncle Walt's band down to Austin because he had heard them in Nashville when he was working on his record. And then Lyle, who used to book them at the um, coffee house in his college days. We've got Champ David, Jimmy Dale Gilmore, another old friend of ours. So Jimmy's on that with uh, Junior Brown, who had played with Uncle Walt's band and did some recording for a little while. Like they had gotten to be pals. I guess, you know, like I said, everybody really liked Uncle Walt's band. You had three different guys. They were meeting all kinds of people. And uh, then we have David Halley, and uh, Allison Moore and Sean Colvin all showed up for that. So it's a, a really cool show. And then the fact that we now get to take it, um, just the audio, and make uh, that available to people. Because this has kind of been in hiding for 25 years, 20 plus years. It's it's not one of those ones that Austin Cinemas was re uh, replaying, you know. So, yeah, now it's the audio of that. And you get to feel what that night was about. Well, thank goodness that this is getting out there. I've listened to it from beginning to end, just not skipped a single track several times. And it's, uh, I, I was grateful that Mark sent that, that pre-release. Oh, copy. yeah. Oh, good. You know, what's amazing to me is having heard Uncle Walt's band recordings, even on their own studio albums, but it's especially the case with all these different people singing it. You can't believe that all these different songs came from one band. They're just so eclectic in terms of their structure, in terms of the way they sound. Yeah, well, and in, definitely with Uncle Waltzman, I think that's why those three guys, there was a brotherhood amongst them because they just had this innate talent as musicians and with good taste. And then they appreciated what it was the others had, you know, and when they played together, it was just magic. And then this record being all Walter's songs, you know, you really get to, to see how broad he was musically, how he, I mean, you just, 
he appreciated all of it and he understood all of it enough to be able to write his own songs, you know, in different styles that come across purely as, you know, different genres of music, I guess you'd say. And the other beautiful thing about this recording is that having been just the audio off of the taping, you know, when you're seeing the visuals, it's a certain thing. It all goes together. But uh, Omnivore Records, it's releasing it. They worked the sound so that you also get to really hear it with a good quality like that, too. The, the guys working there, everyone from the packaging, you know, administration and the sound have just done a beautiful job making this record. It's sounding great. So this is probably another one of my unfair questions, but if you had to pick one of those tracks that really you just find yourself going to again and again, you tell me and I'll tell you mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it might be. I mean, the one that's kind of the standout just because it's acapella is Babes in the Woods hmm. with uh, Lyle and Sean singing. And uh, recently we were, we were talking to someone, we got a little story about, how difficult it was to transpose Walter's music, to play it, to figure out the chords. You know, he had all the jazz chords that he would study and work on. And that song definitely spotlights a lot of that. And I guess maybe Lyle called Champ and said, hey, do you know what the chords are to that? And Champ said, no, I don't know them. Whether he was not helping or he said, like, they can figure it out. But as it turned out, Lyle had always said it was too complicated to, to play, so we left it to Victor Krause, the stand-up bass player. You know, he's phenomenal. So we left it to Victor to play it, and they sang a cappella. And I think just the story and, of course, the song itself is just haunting and beautiful, you know. So that's kind of a standout for me. What What about you? Well, it, it there's two that really, when I think about, like, wow, an outstanding cut. Georgia Rose. Oh, yeah. As performed by Jimmy Dale Gilmore mm -hmm. and uh, Lonely in Love. Oh, uh, that's uh, Willis singing that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. I love that. And he, he really does it with the feel that Walter had of it. That's good. And Willis's voice was, is well, it's Willis, you know, just to hear him sing anything is great, right? Right. And then Jimmy put that beautiful kind of lonesome twang to <laughs> Georgia Rose. Uh-huh. That's really good. Oh, that's cool that you like those. Uh, not the uh not the wacky one like I yeah, the obvious wacky <laughs> one like I'm thinking. I'm glad you said that about Willis Ellen Ramsey. I think people talk about him rightfully so, so much as this great songwriter. He's definitely one of the great American songwriters, but yep. also he is such a singer. Oh yeah. Yeah. He really yeah. knocked it out. Yeah, I love his voice. Well, before I, here's another personal story. But when I was in college, I had the uh, Willis Allen Ramsey record, Wore the Grooves Through. Just and one of my first concerts to in college to go to was Willis Allen opening for A Sleep of the Wheel. And I danced uh, so much. Like, it was the hippie days. You, know, you just get out and dance, free dancing. <laughs> I danced so much that the next morning when I stood up from bed in my dorm room, I fell down because my legs would not hold me up anymore. I had worn them out and I honestly couldn't walk for two days. <laughs> but I, I, I loved Willis, you know, just the, those sweet songs, the beautiful 
little quaint love songs. I just thought he was the best. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things that maybe a lot of girls said, it's like, I want a man like that. It'll write beautiful love songs to me. <laughs> As it turns out, I meet Walter and he and Willis are friends, you know, and I, I've always told Willis how much his music means to me, you know, how important it was. And I guess the fact that I was somehow drawn to Walter because of that, too. Hmm. Well, for anybody who gets this CD, yep. uh, Mighty Fine, an Austin City Limit tribute to Walter Hyatt, yep. what is it that you hope the listener might get from that experience, aside from just the simple enjoyment? Well, I hope that they will delve further into uh, Uncle Walt's band and Walter's music. You know, just maybe this is an opportunity to reach a new audience with each artist's fan base and, and those who like what they do and will follow what they do. So for us, you got to um, hope that it's going to be heard by more and more Getting a little cue over here. Let me see what it is. I haven't seen what it is. You, you got to hope that. Uh, but Walter made his own records. You know, after the Uncle Walt's band broke up, Walter had the King Tears was produced by Lyle Lovett, which is just a great record. And then he did another solo called Music Town, which is kind of has a more of a country flair to it. And then after Walter died, he had been going around to studios making demos of what he hoped to present to another label so that he could make a record and they never got finished. So I did went in the studio with the producer, Michael Killen and the engineer, Nick Sparks. And it was kind of the early days of pro tools where we could add everybody onto recordings, you know, that we no longer had Walter, his guitar, but we took all that off of them and added his band and musicians the, the last tracks, the bonus tracks kind mm. of from the show, those are from those recordings where we took Walter's guitar vocals, added all the instrumentation with, with all the great players, his band. And, and I mean, we had the Jordanaires come in. We had now it's going to now it's all going to leave me. <laughs> Dan Dugmore was just uh, pedal steel. Yeah, Dan Dugmore. No, Jerry Douglas. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Jerry. He was an old friend of Walter's. They used to play in the Nashville Jug Band. So um, we had all these folks come in and play on the records I made, the unfinished business, some unfinished business. And I think that I put out two or three. Two. I put out two. I have some material on a po potential for a third. And, and all of that is digitally available. Yeah, so from here, like we did all this with Uncle Walt's band and, and it has helped more people discover and the fans just to, that only had an old LP or something, you know, now they can download it or they can buy a physical piece. But um, and, and they've done it on vinyl. Omnivore's so cool. They did a lot of those on vinyl as well. A lot of the recent releases. So for the collectors of vinyl, what I did and what we have of Walter's music is pretty vast to be found out there as well. So hopefully this also will help people find Walter Hyatt and his music. This is uh, maybe also a difficult question, and it's not limited just to the, the songs that were done that night on ACL. Uh -huh. Is there a Walter Hyatt song that means the most to you? Uh, let's see. 
He wrote, he told me he wrote the song "Open Up Your Heart." I don't know if that's on. I think that's on an Uncle Walt's band for me. And what, there's another one because I know I think Lyle asked him one time, "Is there a song you wrote for Heidi?" And uh, why am I not remembering the one? Like, I'm on the spot. Every <laughs> song is like rushing through my head right now. But um, open up your heart is a good one. Yeah. It, but, for me, a favorite, just a favorite Walter song. Oh, that is too hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, one of, Babes in the Woods was really one of my favorites, too. Maybe that's why I chose that off the record. Just I thought that was just so cool when he wrote it. It's uh, interesting, you know, but gosh, I like everything. Is there any anything else coming up in the Uncle Walt's band universe? Well, we are going to be down in Austin. This is not Uncle Walt's band, but be- for this record release, we're going to be down in Austin on the uh, first. And Champ's son and nephew, I suppose, uh, Marshall Hood will be there. Warren Hood, Marshall Hood, and uh, the folks that they play with. Uh, with some special guests are going to be performing at the Saxon pub were uh, the songs from this record. And then my kids are going to come down there and perform as well. And then, then the next night going to Houston to the mucky duck. So there's going to be music, live music along with the release of this. We, we've been doing that with the other records, the other Omnivore records. And it's just been really great to see, all the old friends and maybe they'll bring their kids and we get some new fans. So, you know, we try to get out there, get it where people can, you know, kind of have the whole experience. And so that's going to be October 1st and October 2nd. Yeah. Austin on the first and Houston on the second. Okay. So everybody be aware and make plans. Yes. The Saxon pub, Austin, Mucky Duck in Houston. And they're kind of small venues, so if you, I don't know if you can get a ticket ahead, but you need to check and see. <laughs> and so the the CD is going to be available also on the first, and people can get that on Amazon. I'm I'm taking it. Where can people pick it up? Okay, you can pre-order it on Amazon, or you can go to Omnivore Recordings. Is what they're under. Yep, right there. And you know, independent record stores. Right. There are still mm -hmm, Waterloo Records. There are independent record stores that uh, will carry this as well. Yeah. Digitally everywhere. And digitally all the places you go for music. Yeah. Okay. Well, on a personal note, what is the best thing about being Heidi Hyatt? Oh, God. Uh, My good fortune. Uh, I, I've just had the good fortune to come from an amazing family to have had that incredible experience of being in Austin when the music exploded, meeting Walter and uncle Walt's band when I did coming to Nashville, having two incredibly beautiful children with Walter. And then, you know, the thing is, I've always been such a supporter and fan and a collector of things now to have the music and, you know, just, I wouldn't say it's something I'm so 
happy about. It's just very fortunate that I'm the person who hung on to all the recordings that Walter had kept and that I have this opportunity now having uh, met Mark, Michelle, who understands how to put a record out there and do that part. I just feel like, you know, when everything works for you and you don't have to think about it, that that's the best part of my life. Hmm. <laughs> well, everybody out there, Please check it out. Mighty Fine, an Austin City Limits tribute to Walter Hyatt from yes. Omnivore Records. October 1st, 2021 is the release date. There it is. <laughs> Hold yeah. up the, the the picture a little closer there. I'm going to bring it right in. Make sure I'm on it. Look at that. You see that? Making sure it's there. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Scott Newton, the uh, Austin City Limits photographer. We've got just some great photos in here in the, the little booklet is so fun. We got to put together a really big booklet that has all the artists. And of course, you know, it's Austin City Limits. So we have great pictures of everyone performing. And then there's the whole bank, the whole gang, the whole bunch out there <laughs> singing the last song, Aloha. Yeah, they, everybody is so sweet. They're so good. And that's a cool song. Aloha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he wrote that hitchhiking in the snow. Hmm. <laughs> Going to Canada. <laughs> it's probably a story. You know, I, I probably do know a little story to each one, but I'm not that familiar with doing a Zoom thing. So it all is kind of like rushing through my head right now. Well, I will confess uh, on camera is for me, it's a, a little intimidating. Always. Yeah. Years of being on the radio, it's just weird that people can see me. Right. And, and, yeah. Right. And, you know, yeah, they can see. You, you can look at notes and things, you know, you're right in your face. Hopefully I remembered some things right. Well, you did wonderful. And, and thanks also to Mark Michelle. Yes. Big thanks to Mark. All right. Well, Heidi Hyatt, what a pleasure. I hope to meet both of you in person someday. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. All right. Well, until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bum up but a beep boop dot boop the beep but a leap on the bees I walk on tea sugar like it's a no it's a